two, three. Ready? And hold on. <laughs> no, put your hand down. I gotta do the cut. Ready? What are you doing? Can we start a oh podcast without laughing? <laughs> According to Austin Ryan Hunt. No. Shout out. Shout out. Yeah, shout out to Austin Ryan Hunt, one of our really, really good friends um, who lives in Chicago. Hey, Chi-Town. Um, said that. <laughs> First thing he said was, can y'all not start without laughing? And the answer not. to that is no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I guess we should start. Okay. Welcome, Welcome to Manifest, Manifest Broadway. Broadway. <laughs> Where we will help you manifest your dreams. As long as they are to listen to this podcast every Wednesday. But unless you wanted a specific do. role, just letting you know in advance, all roles have been cast. So sorry about it. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. So I hope you guys enjoyed uh, enjoyed enjoyed our enjoyed, intro episode. Enjoyed our intro episode. Um, this one is going to be much longer. Yep, because yep. we're actually starting our first show. Woo! Okay, so our first show, obviously, you guys know, if you listen to the beginning, um, it, the beginning. The beginning. The beginning. No, um, if you guys listened to our intro, the first show that we're doing is The Rag of the Times. Otherwise known as Rag Time. Or The Rags of the Times. The Times were rag, you know? <laughs> Girl, you're gonna need a rag for that. <laughs> Let me rag these times real quick. Oh. <laughs> oh. We're mad at that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so, so shout out to UCF Theater UCF, Theater UCF. Well, actually, it was the UCF Conservatory Theater at that point in time. So shout out to them. <laughs> no Tino Shane, of course. Shout out to the UCF Conservatory Theater, okay. now known as Theater UCF. Come on, accreditation. Um, for five years ago today, opening the Rag Time, which is so crazy. This was actually, th- this was my second production at UCF. The first one was Gem, um, and this one was my second. And Rag Time was the first musical I had seen at UCF. It, oh my, it was, wasn't it amazing? Um, I saw it five times. I saw it for opening dress. Oh, I saw it for okay. opening night. Wow. And I saw it three more times after that, which wow. is like okay. bless up to the stars that I got to see it that many times because that wow. run sold out. We weren't even friends then. No, we weren't. But also, I just like to shout out Jerusha Cavazzo. Come on, Jerusha. My old roommate and future Broadway star um, <laughs> who played Sarah. And played oh, yes. <laughs> it. Okay, so I hope Jerusha does not mind me telling the story. <laughs> oh my god! But during, um, I believe when she was singing "Your Daddy's Son," she accidentally swallowed a fly. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this story. <laughs> Jerusha, I hope you don't mind me telling that story, but that is one of my favorite things of life. I think about that whenever the song comes on. Because, like, we could hear just, like, a little hiccup. But, like, you know, like, we, we didn't know what was happening. <laughs> and then she told us later. <laughs> she told us during intermission. Oh, my gosh. It's one of my favorite stories ever. And then If you were part of that story, please comment on this post. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, enjoy. <laughs> so, in honor of that five-year anniversary of let's, UCS Let's time. begin. Let's start okay. at the beginning. Let's do this. Let's start. Well, okay. before we get into ragtime, yeah. what's going on in Broadway this week, Steve? I don't know. You tell me. 
All right. Well, um, if you haven't already known, we're going to be starting off all of our podcasts with just catching up on what's going on in the scene this week. Um, as far as the Great White Way goes, um, this week I'm bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, mm-hmm. I have to mention this. Mm-hmm. We've all heard that it's coming. Come on, Karen. Mean Girls, the musical. Yes, Karen. And we have dates. Um, it's Broadway bound ultimately, but it's going to be starting off. It's uh, at Washington, D.C.'s National Theater mm-hmm. before it hits Broadway. Come on, out-of-town tryouts. Yes. <laughs> the D.C. engagement is going to play October 31st through December 3rd. So, if you want to see what's going up with Karen and all the other clicky-clicks. Do, do you not remember the rest of their names? Girl, I really tried <laughs> Regina. it. Regina? How can I forget? I'm Katie? Just, uh, Oh, Karen's not even the main girl. No. Oh. <laughs> Come on, Gretchen. Which is funny because I'm the Gretchen of the group. Yeah, but you just had a real Karen moment. So my <laughs> news that I'm bringing to the table <laughs> is the fact that there will be another concert for America. Um, this one, it will have Vanessa Williams, Michael Yuri, Oscar Eustace, Lisa Lampanelli, and LaShawns and Andy Cohen. LaShawns. LaShawns. Not LaShawn Beyond, just LaShawns. LaShawns. Who is so fierce? Um, and it's going to be, uh, amazing. Like, it's going to be broadcasted via Facebook Live, um, and at ConcertsForAmerica.com at 8pm on April 18th. So, get excited for that. It's going to be amazing. We like, have a watch party. We need to have a watch party. Um, by watch party, we mean it'll probably just be us and a pint of ice cream. You mean, like, last night? Okay. They don't, they don't need to know our lives. <laughs> I don't, don't, don't Last sh- night we literally went to Walmart don't shame for me. ice cream. Walked oh out with God. two what? separate pints, ten thirty. Two, uh, two, two what? Oh, I didn't get those nail polishes. You didn't get the nail polish? No, I put them back. I, I thought you saw me. Oh, uh, TBH. That's embarrassing. It was the rag of the time. It was the rags of the time, <laughs> or as Dog likes to call it, Monday. Oh, bro. I know. Ugh. Ooh. Okay, so I guess we should start with <laughs> the musical. So just a little info, a little background. Back, 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 back again. Back again um, back for back. the rag and for the time. Um, Ragtime is, it's based on the novel by E.L. Doctorow, um, and it, you know, has the... Three main components, I guess you can call them. It has the well, white family, let's the black ragtime family. First. For okay, those sure. who don't know what ragtime is, mm-hmm. um, outside of the musical, it is music characterized by a syncopated melodic line. Come on, read and regularly accented accompaniment. Okay, evolved by Black American mm-hmm. musicians in the 1890s mm-hmm. and played especially on the piano. Okay, cool. All right, now can you put that into your own words? No, girl. <laughs> <laughs> That is what? <laughs> research. Come on, research. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't, but I have to. <laughs> okay, so Ragtime, it opened um, on Broadway in 1998, but in 1996, in December, it was it had its world premiere in Toronto. 
Um, and that, you know, because most musicals, they do have in out of town. By out of town, we mean out of New York. <laughs> <laughs> not just not just call any it, random let's town. Let's call it what it is. <laughs> a tryout. <laughs> they, they have tryouts for varsity. <laughs> oh, girl. <laughs> tryouts. Broadway um, is, the, is the varsity team. It is. So it's off-Broadway JV. You know what? Everybody needs a JV to make the varsity team look a lot better. True. Okay. Um, so, so let's go down the list of the originators. All right. All right. So Mother was originally played by Mary Matsi. Um, Father was originally played by Mark Jacoby. Um, younger brother was Stephen Stuckliff. Um, grandfather was Conrad McLaren Tate was Peter Friedman. And the little girl was some random girl that we've never heard of or heard of after Leah Michelle. Yeah, who is she? I don't some girl that does things. I think she's like I don't know, Dina Menzel's like stunt double or something. <gasps> oh, <laughs> Oh, was that mean? Was that rude? Well, you know what's really funny? They, they actually, look so much alike. Yeah, but they did the I Dream a Dream song oh, on Glee. You think you think I didn't watch Glee? You gonna look me in my face and think I didn't watch Glee? Okay, but I like the rest of America and stopped after like season four. So so did I. Um, Cohouse Walker Jr. was played by Brian Stokes Mitchell, and Sarah, of course, is played by the legendary. Come on, girl! Legendary, kick your face while you're. Pregnant, doing a tap routine, legendary Adam yes, McDonald yes. kicking. I mean, her 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 ankle was right next to her nose, and she was like seventeen months pregnant. I thought she was gonna break her water. If I mean, if she did, that baby would have came out tap dancing. How many Tonys? Never is missing it, a beat. Is it six or seven Tonys now? She has six Tonys. <sighs> That's <laughs> no, you can't even hope. <laughs> like you can't even hope. Like I can't. So um, does that round out the actually? I'm gonna I'm gonna have um two more. Um, two more um would be Sarah's friend Vanessa Townsell and then Emma Goldman played by Judy K. Um, those are my oh Judy? and Booker T. Washington played by um Tommy Hollis. So as you were saying, the show opened in 1998. It actually was the first show that uh, opened at the time was called the Ford Center for the Performing Arts, mm-hmm. which as we know it today is as the Lyric Theater. Come on, Lyric. Come on. Lyric. Lyric. Um, you know, as I was doing research on this show, apparently when the show initially opened, it got like the most mixed reviews, girl. TBH, I get it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, in Ben Brantley's uh, New York Times review of the show, mm-hmm. he called the headline. He headlined the article a diorama with I don't even know if I said that right. A diorama <laughs> with nostalgia rampant. I'm not even sure what that means. It, it's pretty much just like this glance over at this story that relies solely on all these like nostalgic factors. Like I get that, but because it's just like. There are so many stories, you know, and there are so many, like... Um, Which I think would we appreciate it for so much today mm-hmm. because it has all that representation. Right, because there are so many things. It, it, it could have gone so many ways. Pick any of those characters, focus on their lives, mm-hmm. and it would have been a great musical. Instead, of, But they chose to do sort of like an over... view. Well, we're going to get into that. Um, let's yeah. get into the creative team. So, Absolutely. Uh, 
The book was uh, written by Terrence McNally, um, which we could see uh, some of his work in Kiss of the Spider Woman and Masterclass. The music uh, and lyrics by Stephen Flaherty and Lynn Ahrens. Is that, can I get a, a pronunciation? It's I Ahrens? think so. All right. Well, uh, the Stephen Flaherty and Lynn Ahrens, they are a longtime collaborative team. Uh, we see them in Once on this Island, Susical. Um, and actually, they're collaborating on the their most recent collaboration we will be seeing in Anastasia, which mm-hmm. is just opening on Broadway sometime this spring. Um, do, do you want to go over how many Tonys everybody won? Everybody won? Tonys that were won. Just Tonys. For Ragtime? Yeah. Um, well, not many. So, right? <laughs> well, the they were nominated, of course, for a lot. Um, having been a really great original musical. Um, it won Best Book of the Musical and Best Original Score. Um, and, of course, Audra won her third Tony. Her third Tony. and in Third best, of six. In Best Featured Actress in the Musical. Yep, because she has gotten all four categories. Girl. Um, <laughs> Is she tired? We also got Best Orchestrations, and that's pretty much it. Yep. Um, it won a, uh, a decent amount of Drama Dust Awards, Yeah, too. it won Outstanding Musical. It won Outstanding Book of a Musical, Orchestrations, Lyrics, and Music. I hope that's won solely for new music. <laughs> new? Okay. okay. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll, okay, get. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We will totally get there. Okay. Um, okay. So, let's start with the first song, The Prologue. Okay, so throughout the entire song of the prologue, I'm trying to like think of one thing that stands out to me, and I can't because everything is just so great. You do, do you know what I mean? Well, you, what I think do, this opening number does show good is that not only does it tell you exactly what we're about to get into in the story, um, but it also establishes the class system, the mm-hmm. race system. That is just permeated throughout the entire yeah. show. Um, we get to meet all the main characters right all up front. Of them. Um, and they introduce so you know. themselves, mm-hmm. so we get their background. Come on, solos. Um, and, um, you know, like I said, it, you ragtime is the subject of the show. Mm-hmm. So that's obviously something that we get at the root of it as far as the music itself goes. You know, that syncop- uh, jazz syncopations. And when the immigrants come in, you get those Jewish folk. Jewish folk inflections. In 1902, father built a house at the crest of the Broadview Avenue Hill in New Rochelle, New York. And it seemed for some years thereafter that all the family's days would be warm and fair. All right, so we first get introduced to the little boy who is just all sorts of psychic. He is out here with all of the spoilers, girl. You know what's really funny? What's really funny? When I first saw the show, mm-hmm. I I didn't wasn't familiar with it. Mm-hmm. So when you know the little boy mm-hmm. we were introduced, I was like, "What is this character? Mm-hmm. Who? What does he do? Who, and, who is she? Who is he yelling who is at? She, though? Who is he yelling at?" So then when it, you know when we come full circle at the mm-hmm. end, girl, I was, I was shook. shook, like telling your whole life with this song. Okay. Change the world. Um, okay. And then we get introduced to the people of New Rochelle, aka the Caucasians. We At just, the root of the, or I guess representing the 
Caucasians. We yeah. are introduced to mother and father. Younger and brother, grandfather. Um, and yeah, you know, what I love about this is that some people have, you know, like roles rather than names. Yes. And then... Mother and father, clearly the matriarch and the patriarch mm-hmm. of the family. And then you have the little boy who's kind of like this new generation of new way of thinking, new way of looking at things. And you also have grandfather. Let me tell you something about grandfather. Grandfather is racist and he knows it. I forgot my, all about grandfather. I love grandfather because my favorite, uh, actually I do have okay, a favorite. Okay, well hold on. Father is also racist. Also, I'm just going to put this out there. I hate father. Okay. okay. I just want to put it out there. Wait, are you, are you telling this to me or to I'm telling it to everybody who's listening. Okay. I do not like father. Okay, cool. Alright, well. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about your daddy issues later. <laughs> we don't have enough time on this podcast. We honestly don't. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Will our friendship survive this? Maybe. Well, at least okay. till December, because we both got to pay rent, so... <laughs> Okay, so as I was saying before, um, I love that that, um, some characters have roles. Some characters are, of course, like historic people, like real people. And then some people do have names, but they're still representations of everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, like Tate. You know, like he's not a historical person, but he's clearly a representation of the American dream and of the struggle. The, Europe, the Eastern European Eastern immigrants. European dream immigrants, yes. Um, what I love about Grandfather is Grandfather has one, 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 one of the best lines for me okay. when everything's all nice and pretty and you know, da 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 And he's like, <laughs> there, were, there were gazebos and there were no Negroes. I was who very, invited them. I was for. I was very jarred by that line. It lets you like, is it because it's so pretty? And they were no Negroes. It's so pretty, and then you're like <laughs> racism, and he and he was like proud. But I mean, that's what I he love the most about conviction. this musical is that it it, it's it takes it there. It you know? takes it. You are you are driven there. So uh, you know. Yeah, okay. that that brings in the introduction. That brings of in the, the introduction Negroes. of the Negroes, um, and you you literally hear them coming, and mm. it's fantastic. We um we meet Cole House, we meet Sarah, and then we meet Booker T. Washington again, like historic people and then like kind of like representations mm-hmm. of people just like kind of glance over everybody you know because there, there are a lot of historical figures that are mentioned in this a musical. lot we get harry houdini evelyn nesbitt mm-hmm. booker t washington as you just said jp morgan henry ford you know and then it's yeah i, I love that's like real people weaved in with fictional people that tell real ish stories yeah you know what I'm saying? Um, and then we, you know, again, it tr- it transitions, it transition cultures, you know, into the into the Eastern European immigrants, mm-hmm. and we meet Tate, um, and the little boy just has to jump in and goes Houdini, look, it's Houdini, um, and then Houdini's mother, and then everyone just sorts of gets together and... So I think um, like another good thing that we get out of this prologue is it establishes the themes of the musical. So... It lets you know that some shit is about to go down. Yeah. 
So, um, you know, like we said, it starts off with the three divided uh, paths of lives. You know, the mm-hmm. three... The, the, very, the very separate. Very, very separate. Um, we get the whole melting pot mm-hmm. of that the that comes with the American dream at the turn of the 20th century. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially in New York, because it had all... It had all those immigrants coming in through those ports and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we see the battle between wealth and poverty. We see the battle between freedom and justice... Um, and then hope and despair and all that stuff. So, but what I love is that we get those three wild, those three paths of lives, and then at the end of it, everybody's singing about the ragtime, you know. So what I love is that it it, it uses music as that universal language that mm-hmm. ties us all together. Absolutely, and you know, it, and this of course g- goes out to the writers um, and the lyrics, which. One of my favorite parts, um, one of my favorite lyrics is, you know, giving the nation a new syncopation, which, you know, is That in... syncopation oh, okay. that I mentioned. The I definition. was literally about to give you some props, oh, but wait, you want to take it you away. Go, you can no, go, you can actually, go. Actually, you, no, you I don't need have it. No, I because you never give it to me, so... And you will never get it. <sighs> don't if, interrupt. If there was ever a moment that just... Don't interrupt me next time. Okay. And I will give you props. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Oh, wait, okay. Yeah, it's real. <laughs> um, so yeah, we get to meet um, Evelyn Nesbitt, um, Sanford White, um, Harry K. Thaw, um, and it's just so so much happens, so much so much. What I what I kind of love is how it's sort of like this mirror to America in any standpoint, really, because you have all of these great historical figures coming in and this great movement and change in time. And then Evelyn Nesbitt's like, oh my god, like, the guy I'm cheating with was was just killed by my husband. You know, it's it's sort of like how trivial news can, you know, overshadow important things that are happening. Catch the tea, catch the shade. That's all I'm gonna say. I will just also (laughs) like to just note how timeless this musical is and timely yes i think we should be doing a lot more productions of ragtime nowadays wink wink hint hint okay so just a little bit about the orchestration and the vocal arrangements of the entire musical is just superb Mm -hmm. to anyone that you know like was in chorus um or choir in high school like it's just like this vocal like because like, you 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 appreciate how amazing this is even more just because you know those harmonies mm-hmm. like those 18 part harmonies are so tight and so wonderful and it's just nobody is like slacking like you hear everybody and it's fantastic and it's just powerful i think the, the show takes stamina oh my gosh yes it does and you, and you get it at all times. Yes, it does. At all times. You are tired. <laughs> it hurts. Because, <laughs> like, it don't matter what part you sing in, you sing it high. Yeah, girl. <laughs> you, you're belting your face no, off. No matter what part you're singing, you just sing it high. <laughs> That's just, it's like, um, what part are you? High. I'm just high. <laughs> and also low. <laughs> It's just nowhere in the middle. It's just nowhere. It's like everybody's singing high, everybody's singing low. Like, <laughs> like it's it's just it takes so much to to do this whole thing. Okay, so the next song is "Goodbye My Love," 
<sighs> which um, it's just it's a really really pretty song, you know. Mother sung by mother, yes. Sung by mother. Mother's just, just you know she, she's like at the port saying, "Hey, um, you gotta go explore because you want to." Well, this is a big part of the reason why I don't like Father. First of all, he has a line down down the musical that pisses me off. But, you know, he... I get it. I get the times we were having this argument in the kitchen the we other sure day. sure did. That he's leaving his family to be this adventurer. Mm-hmm. And leaving his wife at home where she has to take care of the family and mm-hmm. suppress her dreams. So feminism I w- was always a thing. Do you know what I mean? It's just that... There, there still wasn't much option. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a realistic option. It's like you can leave your husband, but unless you have some sort of money source coming in or some family money, girl, what you gonna do? Yep. It, it. She has a line in this. Yeah. In this number that says, "But what of the people who stay where they're put, planted like flowers with roots underfoot, have hearts that would rather go journeying on the sea?" Yeah. I. Have hearts, as in her husband. I cried. Yeah, it's hard because she just she she also has that very similar heart where she wants to be that adventurer, you know. And I wish the tables were kind of reversed, where she had the opportunity to see the world, and the husband would stay home with the family. But obviously, that wasn't. Yeah, you know, and I and you know, I love the line: "Who marries so bravely and end up so safe?" You know, it's just. When when I hear the the lyrics have hearts that would rather go journeying on the sea, mm-hmm. I'm thinking she is talking about her husband. Like her husband is her heart. Like 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 her heart would rather go journeying on the sea. What what of the people who stay where they're put, planted like flowers with roots underfoot? I know some of those people have hearts. That would rather go journeying on the sea. Instead of staying where they should be, as in next to her. That that's that's what I take it as, rather than her herself would rather she's just like, I would love to go with you. I think she's saying my heart is just out there instead of staying with me. But see, I get I get the more wanderlust vibe. Like her heart is the adventure in and of itself. And that's cool. Cool. We could have different opinions. Well, you know, Journey on the Sea, we could probably segue into the next number, Journey on. I want to know on purpose. Come on, lyricist. Come on, um, okay. Well, I am, first of all, I'm a sucker for a trio. I am a sucker for a threesome as well. journey on so we're introduced to the or we're reintroduced rather to you know the theme of the immigration mm-hmm. and um we see father going out on sea we see tate coming into america um with- which could again okay so i'm just gonna say this from the beginning well not the beginning but from where we are now mm-hmm. ragtime is so sexual 
Ragtime is so sexual. When you have father leaving and then Tate coming in. <laughs> Ragtime is so And then sexual. mother in the middle. And then mother is literally in the middle. Like, Which is, I think this number is entire. I mean, yes. It foreshadows everything like, that happens. Absolutely. Like, I'm just like, are we really? <laughs> Ragtime is so sexual. Like, yeah. I can't. But I, what I like, you know, again, this is another unifying number. We have a line on here that says, um, we are moved by, like, the death shift. And it talks by, mm-hmm. and it says, uh, the line is, strangers sharing the beginnings of a journey. So we're all, you know, essentially just human beings going somewhere. We're just on this journey. Yeah. And, you know, just another one of those lyrics that unifies us as yeah. human beings. Two ships passing in the kinship of the darkness as of right now it's kind of like as of right now they are equal in this moment in this second in real life you know and looking back or moving forward they are not but in this one second right now mm-hmm. they are both equal and then father says one going from that Tati says one coming to and then you know again just inappropriate <laughs> um, and then you know like they both sing America um, and then right after that <laughs> mother comes in mm-hmm. again inappropriate I'm just saying. <laughs> so yeah, their I mean, their trio is is just it's really really great. The harmonies in this trio, it's, I mean, of course they work, but they don't to me anyway to into my ear. They don't sound the most pleasant. Do you know what I mean? Like when all three of them are singing together, I, I feel like there are notes that that could sound more pleasant to the ear, but they don't to me anyway. I salute you. God be with you. I will face you in, in the, the darkness, darkness of the dark. Journey on. It works for me, though. It I, I, again, it's on purpose. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it's not. It's like oh no. But we see that throughout the entire show. Yeah, where it's like things just—they're not the prettiest harmonies, but it's it. Yeah, I it mean, makes it, it. It it has that punch to it. Yeah, it there. It's done on purpose. It's it. It's uncomfortable, you know, mm-hmm. and it's. I like that word. You know, that's a good word to use there, because absolutely these kind of topics need to be discussed, and a lot of the times you get that uncomfortability. That I feel everybody just needs to be a little bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then the next song is The Crime of the Century. And again, we get that, I this, talk about sensu- um, sen- sensationalism. Sensationalism. Sorry. Yes. Th- thank you for helping me with that word, honey. I don't know why it was not coming out, but um, with um, sensationalism and kind of like, let's, let's, dis- let's be distracted about these serious issues with, you know, a little glitz, a little glam, a little, you know, like stupid stuff. <laughs> I mean, yes, you, it, we're, this show from the very beginning hits hard with everything about all the topics. Yeah. The crime of the century, Evelyn Nesbitt as entirely, as entirety is just a breath of fresh air in that show. That yeah, kind of guilty pleasure that we love. That we all love. And. Asher outside. How about it? <laughs> How about that? Um, and she's just a fun character. She's she the girl is, on the swing. She, we. We are the girls on the swing. No, I just meant we as in <laughs> Nova Girl, we are. <laughs> okay. So the next song after Crime Century is What Kind of Woman? Which What Kind of Woman? It's a very short song, but mm-hmm. I have to tell you, it is probably one of my favorite songs on here. 
just because it is so layered. Mm-hmm. So many things happen. Um, m- my favorite part is is near the end when she goes each day, you know, like the maze trudge up the hill. The hired help arrives. She never thought that they would have lives beyond their own lives. Mm-hmm. After they go home, she she never thought what happened after that. And she asked the, the, what kind of woman will bear a little boy. She asked what kind of woman is she to take these, these, these this trouble and this baggage in. What kind of woman she would have been if her husband would have been here and said, y'all can go. Well, the thing, and, the thing okay. is, is that you're, you're hitting the note on the head there is that She's asking all these questions, mm-hmm. but for the first time she has to, or not first time, but you know, this is a major point in her life where she has to answer these questions without her husband. Where are your instructions, my dear? You left me lists, everything in lists. Well, your little lists aren't very helpful, I mm-hmm. She She asks, like, all these, you left me lists, everything in lists, where your little list, oh, they are not that list. The list. So many lists. What's on your list? Do you have a list? I have a grocery list. She says a lie. Anyway, okay, so she asked about all of these lists and, you know, just kind of like, where are your instructions? Why are you, she's like, why did you leave when I needed you? And we start to see that resentment. Mm-hmm. That, that, but you know where we have resentment she also starts embracing this newfound compassion. Yeah, she's making she, she when, when she, you know she, she when she makes the choice, then she says, "I'll take responsibility for both mother and child." She that is the first decision she has ever made in her life without the any without without you know probably her father mm-hmm. in mind without, without her, a male figure present, like influencing her. This yes. was this was her like you know assuming in this musical at least. And you see her grow, and you and this it's like this is the beginning of everything of her growing inside of her. Finding but even who the she is. and those those motherly instincts, you know, her name is mother, yeah. And so she just naturally takes in this child, and you know, wants to see mm-hmm. a, and a better Sarah. life. And Sarah, but and Sarah. We, learned, we learned that what two lines later or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just this song is just it's. It's one, it's one of the deepest and most layered songs in this entire musical. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, 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 so good. So, so good. So good. Okay. So the next one is... Amer- uh, Stetzel is America. Okay. And what I love about this is if you didn't listen to Journey On, you, you would not know what a Stetzel is, which is basically home. Yep. Like, For, our in, home is not America. Right? Yeah, in Hebrew. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love that this introduces a historical background. Um, this song takes place in Ellis Island. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ellis Island is a big, you know, uh, it is it was a gateway for over 12 million immigrants into the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, it was open, uh, or it was an immigrant inspection station for over 60 years. And it, you know, it played a big background into that time period in the Eastern immigration um yeah, it's historic it's absolutely historic and you know like they still like that museum i think that like that that, that has like, like that book that has all of those signatures mm-hmm. um and all that stuff it's just you know from that movie hitch so we see tate 
um, coming into America. Mm-hmm. Um, with, with his little girl. And, you know, in, in Journey On, we talk about his American dream and albums he's hoped for, but mm-hmm. in, in this song particularly, we, we kind of realize that that is not well, so easily attainable. Th- this, th- this is not where he realizes that. Yeah, he does. He he, 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 he realizes that it's success. No. Success with America leads into success. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? No, it's the I, same I, thing. I, well, because I was going to talk about the the other Okay, immigrants. well, we'll just... We have the Jewish immigrants, we have the Italian immigrants, and we also have the Haitian immigrants, which I just think they, like, they, they come in and then we never hear from them again. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> just gonna, like... Are we just going to forget all about that? <laughs> like, they're like, la Marie, la Marie, la Marie. Okay, bye. bye. <laughs> We're like, uh, uh, uh. little teaser. Okay, cool. Okay, and then we go into success. Now, for me, success is all about the American dream versus its reality. Yes. Tati exemplifies the poverty mm-hmm. uh, part or side of that whole battle between wealth that we get with the New Rochelle family. And so we kind of see that battle between success earned um, versus that success inherited. Yeah, because, you know, like, J.P. Morgan um, has that line. It says, you immigrants look up to me and you'll see what money is worth. And it's like... You're, Old when, money, new money, you know? You no, know, like, your immigrant sweat might get you the whole U.S. You know, it's it's sort of like that... It's, it's, it's sort of him like saying, hey, if you work really, really, really hard, you could one day be like me. And the reality is... We have all of these people coming in just trying to get a piece of the pie, and that's not going to happen for everybody. Nope. It, you know, it, it does eventually happen for Tate, but that's not for a while. Like, we have a whole musical to get through before he even gets there. You know what I'm saying? Well, not a mm-hmm. whole musical, just like a, a couple more songs. <laughs> <laughs> a couple more. We have to gliding. <laughs> Glide. Oh, I love that song. Okay, okay. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, success is really all about how, again... The promise of America does not live up to to its reality, um, which you know, for a lot girl. of people it, it is because not all of us can make it, you know. So and then at the end, he gets really angry. He gets angry at God, you know, asking like, "Why have you brought us here? Like, how can I feed her or clothe her or protect her? Like, where's the America that we were supposed to get? Like, this is not, you know." And then he kind of like just gets really really angry, and then. Houdini comes in and was just like, hey, we'll be okay. You know, he kind of gives gives him hope. And then Tate is like, you know what? We're here. We we ain't going back. So let's do this. Let's try and get this. Um, And then we lead to his name was Cole House Walker. So Dago and I had a conversation about Cole House (laughs) yesterday. Um, I believe Cole House to be a fuckboy. And he is. Thank you. That's not exactly how the conversation went yesterday. You fought a little bit, but okay, I guess we can put on a little mask for the people. Cool. <laughs> what was my argument yesterday? That he wasn't. <laughs> no, but he is a fuckboy. Exactly. He, he... Y'all, he's acting brand new right now, but that's fine. <laughs> Listen, I did my research. <laughs> After he listened to the songs, I guess, he, he realized that I was right. <laughs> I re-listened to it with the perspective of a fuckboy. And he is 
no longer a fuckboy. We are at his name is Cole House Walker, so he is. Oh, I thought you were talking about me. Oh. <laughs> oh my God, when you read yourself. <laughs> wow. You were coming for me yesterday. And apparently it's stuck. Like, oh my gosh. Whatever. All right. You may have hit a nerve. <laughs> Clearly. So basically the you know, the, the people of Harlem, they introduce him because, you know, like Cole House, he is just that guy. You know, he is that person that can rally the people, but doesn't really do much with it. Not until much later on. Mm-hmm. You know, he is that charismatic guy that everybody loves, everybody wants to be around. Um, and that was part of the problem. Everybody wanted to be around him, and Sarah's like, "Hey," and the other girls were like, "Hey," and Cohouse was like, "Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey." We're not doing that again. Um, so yeah, it this song. Um, his name is Cohouse Walker. It, in, it introduces sort so, sort of like his rise up. You know, like he listened to the music of Scott Joplin, and then he got himself some piano lessons, and then he started working as a stevedore. Then he started writing his own music and, you know, just started, you know, like really getting into the groove mm-hmm. of ragtime and, you know, just becoming what it is. And then he is just like, you know what? I am a great man, but I am nothing without Sarah. And he... Which I love that. You know? And he's like, you know what? I need, I need, I need to get my girl back. You know? Like, and it says, you know, like... The people re- respected and admired him for turning Harlem into art, and he's like, "But I need my girl back. I gotta see y'all later. I need to get, I need to go get my girl." Um, and then, but before he does that, he he, he gives them a little giddy, you know. He he, he gives them get, getting ready rag. I remember you in the getting ready rag. I was t- <laughs> my ankle still turning, hurt. You were turning. <laughs> my it. ankle still Ow. hurt, bro. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> I was great. I'm kidding. <laughs> You're not kidding. <laughs> I know who I am. Okay, so getting ready to rag um, turns into Henry Ford. Okay, so Henry Ford I is, love is one of my favorite songs. Henry Ford. It's the just like the arrangements and it's beautiful. Honestly, it's if you so great, like if if you added like a dance a dance beat to it, like I could hear this at the club. You know, <laughs> you heard it here, folks. You heard it here first, <laughs> folks. <laughs> For, uh, okay, so <laughs> moving on. Put um, a dance beat behind Henry Ford. No, let's not. Let's not um, do that. But I love that this number introduces the background of the Industrial Revolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does play a big uh, part that Model T it 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 changed it, it revolutionized things you know mm-hmm. and he revolutionized it put the wheels in Wheels of a Dream, ladies and gentlemen you can catch my stand up at um, Cleavers for Nerd your your silence is everything right now I will not be co-signing that. <laughs> um, but what I will do is say how revolutionary Henry Ford was. <laughs> And how genius he was by coming up with the with the idea of instead of let's all making one car at a time and you know like let's just make parts. You make this part, you make that part, you made that part, and then we'll put it all together at the end. The it's, cogs in motion. Exactly. So it's just it it it, it 
I mean, it literally was revolutionary. Mm-hmm. The way he did this, and he was like, "Speed up the belt, speed up the belt, speed up the belt," because like mass production, mass production. Yeah, we don't we don't have to you know have all these specialized workers. All you need to do is know how to make this handle and just make that handle every day. Speed up the belt, up, speed up. The That's belt, all I need you to do. Don't 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 worry about what else is happening. Just worry about this handle, and you can go home. Like, and it was amazing. And then, of course, the, the, the Sopranos, I love the, 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 the Soprano part um, where, like, they just go up the octave, um, and it's so cool. I love that part. Um, speed up the belt, speed up the belt, Sam. Speed up the belt, speed up the belt, Sam. Speed up the, speed up the, speed up the, speed up the belt. I love the entire song. Oh, also, this song is also like high. <laughs> it's suppress it's it's such a small little song, but it's also just high. <laughs> like, then again, the whole musical is high, so that doesn't really mean anything. True. Okay. So then nothing like the city <laughs> is next. Oh and nothing like the I city. love this song for the little boy <laughs> and the little girl. And if you want to get deep into Nothing Like the City, we can. What I love most about Nothing Like the City is that it shows the ignorance and the privilege of the New Rochelle mm-hmm. people. Um, because if you like listen close to the interactions between them, they really don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. They really don't know that like these people are legitimately terrified of losing their children because if your child gets snatched, you know, you may not get your child back and you may not get your child back alive and you know that whatever your child is going through, it's not going to be pleasant. No. You know, it. they were being kidnapped by, you know, powerful people that wanted to do not so wonderful things and, you know, and when the c- c- conductor says, you know, like, you're in New Rochelle, you can take the rope off or take the city, that it's 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 such a thing that they could like just blow over, but it's also it's a real thing. Like yeah. it's so deep and it's just it 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 was rough. Um and and then again we see the the little boy and this this psychic. We're going to know them. We're going to know them. <laughs> like okay, just out here, you freaky just... little shit. <laughs> Come on, spoiler alert. But, uh, you know, we what we get the next the, song. Yes, yes, we do. The next song after this is Your Daddy's Son. <sighs> and let me just say something about Your Daddy's Son. I have a lot of problems with Sarah. I have a lot of problems with Sarah. You're very passionate. I have a lot. I don't, I, don't, I don't have... It's not that I'm passionate. I just have so many questions for Sarah. Number one, girl. So you leave your man, and you dare tell him that he will that you are pregnant with a son, and when that child is born, you say, "You look too much like your deadbeat dad, daddy." Your fuckboy of a daddy. So we gonna bury you alive in some random person's yard. Didn't even think Sarah, to look around. Sarah didn't even know mother, but she was like, "I'm gonna bury you," you know, like with her petunias. My question is, how did she get from, like... I assume she came from Harlem. And then ended up in New Rochelle. She took the trolley. I guess. 
But she's like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna have this baby and I'm gonna bury it. And he had no idea about the baby. So she like she's probably out. I'm just wondering what her other options were that she was like, hey, I'm just gonna bury this baby alive. Like you have to be that hurt from a guy. And let's be honest, we've all been there with the fuckboys. It it's rough. And I've been mad. You've been mad. Like, I'm not going to bury my child, though. Like, you know what? Maybe, you know, she she had postpartum. You know, I'm, I mean, we're both clearly men. We, we're, we both. We're not going to talk. Are we going to touch on that topic? Can we speak for women on I, this? I can't. I'm just saying, like, because, you know, there are, like, one of the symptoms is, you know, like, difficulty bonding with the baby. Um, so, and again, we're not going to go too deep because we are not the experts well, on this. Y- no, it's, I mean, she buried her baby. It's a beautiful song. And she buried the baby in the ground alive. And what I think, um, going, you know, back to, um, what kind of woman when mother sees this baby and she's like, what? And then the policeman or whoever is just like, well, we're going to put her away and you know, charge her with attempted murder. And mother's like, what? I'm like, yeah, she buried her baby. (laughs) Put her ass in jail. (laughs) Like, why was this, why was this a discussion? And can we also talk about the power of being Caucasian? Where she's like, you know what? Nah, we'll just, we'll just just keep her here, both of them. And the guy was like, okay. Okay. We're just gonna roll with that. She... <laughs> I just, but um, but anyways, um, this was you know clearly Audra's um Tony song, um, and it sounds beautiful. It's a wonderful song. It's beautifully written, of course. Mm-hmm. Her, you know, it's it, she just sounds fantastic and fabulous. It's <laughs> it's you just out here burying babies, girl, and I have a problem with it. <laughs> but because... at least she did it while singing perfect. Because she had, because she had, because he had his daddy's hands. <laughs> and how did he have his daddy's hands? Like they just look like a little wrinkled up. Like, girl, you out here? <laughs> Let's be honest. You, Sarah, out, you out Sarah, here? Sarah was out here. She was generalizing hands. She was literally out here burying babies. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> So we move on to, you know, this transitional track, which we won't, you know, spend too much time on. It's the courtship. It's, it's, it's the courtship. Um, and the little boy, he he is just spilling the tea. This is to where everybody <laughs> also. But like, this is where I get so mad with the whole the grandfather and your father forgiving the entire family. It's just, oh, when he asked about coon songs. Oh, I was mad. Yeah word all right but let's get to our favorite okay baby making let's talk about new music because new music okay first let's say i would (laughs) i would have loved to you know like if this was like some sort of like you know like tv show or something i would just love to have to have imagined the close-up on father's face when he comes back from expedition with admiral perry and he goes to his house he's like huh not wait to go back to my Caucasian house with my Caucasian <laughs> family. Who, who is this? Who is she? 
Who is he? Who is she though? Girl, I'm going for a couple of months and you just take in three black people? <laughs> like They have the room for it, girl. And and he's like, where have I been? Where have I been? How did we change? Caught in this strange new music said Was I away too long? I did not sign up he for this. He was shook. He did not sign up for this. <laughs> he was not in attendance. Father was not here for this. But I um, love, that's what I love about it. It's so good. Okay, but okay, so me and Dago have talked about how sexual new music is. Like, it is so sexual. Like, his fingers stroke those keys, and every note says please. Girl, it's like, please. Please. Like, it's it just, just like the, just the chord progressions. Mm. It, oh, okay. Are you good? Yeah, sorry. I just kept thinking about how the song goes. The song is just, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it, it does it for me. It's baby making music. If this song was in like your playlist of, you know, we would get it. My playlist is tech, is uh, called Go. Go and is new music the, the first song? No. I don't know the first song. Huh? I don't want to know the first song. No, you don't. Okay, cool. N- neither do they. If you want to hear the first song, tweet Dago and, and he'll let you know what the first song is. Oh my god, yes. Tweet at, tweet me and we can talk about my uh, baby making baby making playlist. Oh my god. But yeah, new music is very sexual. It's oh my gosh. And then, you know, because all it really takes is, because if you notice after um Sarah sings Your Daddy's Son. Fuckboy Cole House comes in humming it. Can we just call him that for the rest of this? Fuckboy Cole House. Fuck <laughs> I found that. Yeah. So Fuckboy Cole House comes in, you know, like just humming it and ooing it. And I'm not gonna lie, it, it worked on me. <laughs> so Sarah, girl, I understand. <laughs> I don't blame you, girl. That man came back into her life saying, <laughs> he, said, he said, I know you. I know your melody. And he played it. And you know what he was referencing to her melody. Oh, we know what he was referencing to when he said her melody. Like, we know. We know. We all have a melody. We all have a melody. (laughs) Okay, this this is to all the women out there, and men. And men. And whatever you may be. If you are dating a musician, be careful. Because they know what you're doing. (laughs) They know what they're doing. Be careful. Don't date musicians. I'm kidding. Do whatever you want. Just be careful. I've never dated a musician. Because they out here. Like, she forgot everything. And, just, and like, I, I just imagine Sarah hearing him, like, with that melody. And then she just comes, I'm coming down, baby! Like, and she just runs down the stairs. No, she's going down somewhere. This is not my business. So, like we said um, in the um, welcome audio episode... Um, we will be splitting bigger musicals into more than, you know, like two parts. Mm-hmm. Ragtime, we're, the first act, we're splitting into two parts. When we, next week, we'll begin with Wheels of a Dream, and we will end with To Reach That Day, and then we'll do the second act as one. So, Ragtime will be all of three episodes. So, we are so excited um, to continue on this journey. It's it's certainly been interesting. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's certainly been interesting. We're getting, um, a l- learning a lot. Learning a lot. And about us. Again, it's so crazy that, you know, when our alma mater did this, 
Exactly. It's matter. It's alma mater. I will say matter because it matters. Matters with the two T's. Alma mater is one T. Someone spilled the T. That's where the T came from. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, our recommend... You just out here giving T's away? You gotta take <laughs> the T. You gotta take the T. If you're gonna give the T, you better take the T. Anyways... All right, so our video recommendations. Our YouTube recommendations. Go ahead. Uh, mine, you know, in the theme of ragtime, um, my video of the week is Cynthia Erivo's performance of Make Them Hear You at Broadway Backwards uh, for Broadway Cares, Equity Fights, AIDS. Um, it was just a really great concert, and she just brought down the house with that. So, and of course, I love me, you know, a gender-bending number. Mm-hmm. So, and I love me Cynthia Revo. So, of course, I got to go with that. Of course. And you know what? Um, Cynthia, girl, if you're listening to this, let's just say, girl, we forgive you for, st- <laughs> for, for starting that clap on one and three. Okay? <laughs> just know that we forgive you because... <laughs> That gave me life. It also made me know that you're human. You know? She's not perfect. Yeah. She's she's human and she's she's a one in three year. <laughs> Which I don't We can't come for Cynthia Revo in this podcast. No, because she could beat the both of us out. And my video is obsessed. Brian Stokes Mitchell um and Seth Rudesky. And at the end of the video, Brian Stokes Mitchell shows how amazing of a human being he is. He literally holds a note for like a minute. Like as Seth Dusky plays like four different endings of musicals, of not musicals, but of songs. And it's fantastic. So as take a look at those videos, of course, um, and also make sure to reach out to us on social media. We have our Facebook page, our Twitter page, our Instagram page, um, at us if you have any comments about anything we've said if you want to continue the conversation with us you know if you feel that you want to fight us on anything don't Uh, (laughs) if uh yeah if you have any sort of preference of what like what is your favorite number in this and why let's start that conversation yes your three-page essay is But don't forget your work cited. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us um, on our first, our premiere, our full length episode. Yes. Um, please join us next time. Join please us on this journey. journey. Share. We're journeying Subscribe. on. Yes, tell all your friends. Girl. All of them. Share this. Spill the tea. Spill the tea. And Dago, where can they find you? They could find me at, at Dago Blanco, D-A-G-O-B-L-A-N-C-O. And where can they find you, Steve? They can find me at Olivier Steve 22 O-L-I-V-I-E-R-S-T-V-E-2-2. And tell all your friends about at Manifest B-Way. Manifest B-Way. Email us at manifestbway at gmail.com. <laughs> all <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we're signing off. And just remember, manifest your life. Bye. That's impossible. Everyone has a name. Even the little Negro baby who lives in our attic. Shh, do not be rude.